Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's going a little crazy for content while their favorite show is off the air for way too many months. I'm Alex. What is Riverdale? All I see is darkness. Where can we go? What can we do? I'm Justin. What is time? When will this stop? Ah, come on, new episodes, please. I'm Pete. Ooh, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what. You know it's been a long time since Riverdale's been off the air because Pete is doing the opening bit, so yeah, that's pretty wow, exciting. he's out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but more exciting, we have a special episode today for you all because we have a special guest here. Uh, we got Macy Jones from the at No Context Riverdale Twitter yeah. account, which is awesome. Macy, welcome. Hi. This <laughs> is so exciting. Me. Crossover yeah. <laughs> episode. It's like one of us is the Katie Keat and the other one's the Riverdale. Yeah. Who, which is which, though? We don't <laughs> actually know. Uh, so, Macy, you have uh, this great account on Twitter. I love following it. It's so much fun. Thank you. Uh, it's everybody probably who is listening knows what No Context Riverdale is. But where where did the idea first pop up? When did you decide, oh, I'm going to just just for fun do this No Context Riverdale account? It was before season three started, and I don't know. I was just rewatching the other episodes, and I kept seeing little things that were just so ridiculous and so crazy. <laughs> and I'd seen other no context accounts for other shows, and I was like, "How is there not one for Riverdale? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense." <laughs> so I just made it, and I made it mainly just because I like rewatching and seeing little things and. I just wanted to post. I didn't expect, you know, for whatever happened, you know, the what it's become now, a whole thing, I guess. <laughs> the genius of it to me is No Context Riverdale um, is uh, – Riverdale is a show that requires the most amount of context <laughs> to explain anything. So No yeah. Context Riverdale is especially amazing because it's there's no way to make sense of anything from a snapshot like that. no. Is no, that does it. that make it any uh, more difficult when you're trying to grab something from there? Being like, 
just because there's such a plethora of different things that are insane out of context. Oh my God. It, it, I really have to, I have, I'll, I'll screenshot so many things and then I'm like picking out which ones to use. Sometimes it's like, this seems too, too out of context. <laughs> so I just, I just put it away for another time. Maybe something will happen. It'll be relevant somewhere sometime. So I have a bunch just stored, Ooh, stored away. Nice. Oh man. Is there a particular <laughs> my, episode where you had uh, an especially hard time deciding like, this is all out of context. Oh, <laughs> basically anything that happened in season four, like from start <laughs> to finish, I felt like that was a crazy ride. Like so many lines. I was just like, did they write this for me to post? <laughs> like, it was just, there were so many things. Well, to that point, your account has uh, become a favorite of a lot of the writers, a lot of the actors on the show. When did you first become aware that you weren't just doing this fun Twitter account, but something that the show itself was actually paying attention to? Uh, it was like, when was it? I think it was la- the beginning of last year, 2020, you know, um, <laughs> when, you know, I thought everything was going, everything was going to be great. But, um, when Camila Mendez and Lily Reinhardt followed me, I was like, okay, freaking out, but also <laughs> this is really cool. Maybe this account is, I don't know, a thing. And then from there, just people started following me and, you know, it's, it's been crazy. Does that yep. put the pressure on then when you have Lily and Camilla following you where you're like, oh, I have this screenshot of Absolutely. one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. Um, sometimes I'm just like, should I post this one of Camilla making this weird face? Would she be okay with that? But now, now I know that she'd be okay with it because she's been very like supportive of my account. So I'm kind of uh, not afraid anymore. So yeah, uh, they've all been so sweet to me. That's yeah, great. I just wanted to say congratulations. It brings me so much joy Thank to you. like. <laughs> To look at on Twitter and to be like, oh, I wonder what no context is going to do for this. <laughs> and then to see the choices made, it just it's a nice little ray of sunshine in a, in a dark Twitter. Thank, so you. thank you. I imagine you. Um, it's so much fun. I imagine you looking through shots and being like, no, I need less context. Less context. <laughs> that makes too much sense. <laughs> One of my favorite ones that you put oh, yeah. up recently was the shot. I think it was from the last episode from the Pincushion Man, the one of uh, Charles and Chick's wedding. Just because there is so much, like too much going on there in just this one shot of Charles and Chick in prison uniforms getting married by Alice with yes. the twins with weird midsummer flower crowds in the background. It and I, I can't even imagine what somebody who saw that would be like. Oh, okay, I know what Riverdale is. I yeah. read the Archie comics. <laughs> I guess the main character Chick is here in this shot. <laughs> the real, the true it's hero insane. of Riverdale. Now there was uh, a, I think it was like a year or two back. People thought you were Camila Mendez, right? Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where that came I guess because she followed me and she started like replying and retweeting stuff and they were just like it has to be her and I guess also because my icon is a Veronica so that may have had something to do with it but now I think it's just like people just joke around with it hopefully no one actually 
still thinks that. I do get like the random DM, like, oh my God, Camilla, I love you so much. And I'm, I either, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm not her. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, as your account has developed, as you've uh, grown on there, you've started adding other features, other things that you've done. You know, you've done <laughs> face reveal, you've done like Instagram stuff. You started, I think, growing beyond just doing screen caps to doing videos, Riverdale one set, et cetera. Uh, what went into that decision? Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to do that? And what's it been like just amping up the amount of content that you're doing? I don't even know. I think maybe like two years ago, I just, I just started doing like memes and I was like, cause I was kind of nervous to do that at first because I was afraid people would be like, we just follow you for the random screen caps. We don't want your like commentary or whatever. <laughs> and I was really worried about that. But then I just started doing it and I already love like making memes. Obviously I do it. I post memes all the time. Um, and it's so easy with Riverdale, but, um, <laughs> I also, I had like, I've made funny like video edits before with other stuff. And I was like, it'd be so much fun to do it with Riverdale. So I just, I don't know. It just happened. And I'm glad I did because it gives me a lot more like creative freedom to branch out and not just post screen caps. Yeah. About, how much of your time would you say per day is spent oh. on this account? Alex, how dare and, you ask? Yeah, so I mean, this is definitely like I spend most of my day. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that so, question has a real very glass houses. Exactly. has a real bounce back factor because if Macy asks us back how much time we spend on this. That's yeah, dangerous. I'm just uh, going to log off at that yeah. point. Oh, we all shut our laptops up. <laughs> um, it's, it depends on if I'm like, I don't know. It's just like usually at night, like when I'm trying to go to sleep is when like my best ideas come out for memes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to write that down. Um, so I just have a bunch of notes of really random Riverdale meme ideas. And, um, but normally what I do is I'll rewatch the newest episodes a couple of times and I'll screenshot little things put them all in a little folder and then like post them throughout the week. Um, so I don't know, not much. I kind of like space out my time with it. I don't spend too much time at once. It's just all over the place. It's just whenever I get an idea, I'm like, inspiration. You have to wait exactly. for it to come to you. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't want to be pressured. Yeah. Yeah. What has, <laughs> speaking of pressure though, what has the hiatus been like for you? Because you're obviously not getting new episodes. You're not getting new screenshots. Yeah. What's it like trying to create well, content I th- then? I feel like I had a lot of practice uh, last year with the whole pandemic. <laughs> a lot of and like yes. they went on that very long hiatus that we did not expect. Um, so it's hard at times because, you know, you don't have any new content. But at the same time, I get to rewatch old episodes and see stuff maybe I didn't see before, things that might be relevant to post now or like things for more relevant memes to post. So it's kind of fun to go back and be like, oh, my God, I totally missed that. I got to post that. So it's not too bad. Um, Do you have. But I mean, obviously, I miss Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, do you, do you have like a couple that like you screen grabbed or, 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 or really liked and you're like, oh, this is my 
favorite of all the ones that I've done? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. There, there are so, there's so many good ones that I'm just like, do I post this now or do I wait for the perfect moment? <laughs> like, I mean, let's see, Julian, the doll, anything, Julian <laughs> sitting in Jason's lap. Oh yeah. And Cheryl saying, don't move either of you. And it just, <laughs> a, the shot just goes to them. Oh. That one, you laugh every time I look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's a magic bullet. Honestly, anyone with Cheryl oh. is just kills me. Is she <laughs> the best character for No Context? Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to ask me, like, my favorite character. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, oh, damn. No, no, um, no, no, no. That's no. next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she is because she says the craziest things and says so many words that I do not understand. <laughs> she is just no context. Yeah, no context human. Is there this yeah. this might be more controversial. Is there a best ship for no context? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Am I just like, and you're going to the sharks now? Is that what I just did? Basically. No. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, Archie, I get some good Archie and Veronica because just them alone have good, no context lines, but them together, Veronica being very dramatic, saying like, daddy, this, daddy, that, and (laughs) all that stuff. Archie Kins, like there's always something there. Yeah. Uh, Well, listen, we got a bunch of tweets and theories and questions from folks online that I want to get to. But first, I would love to get your thoughts on the season so far. What do you think about season five now that we are about halfway through? I really love it. And I love the time jump. It's so much fun to see them in a different um, setting, like just a different time. Like, I don't know. They've grown so much. They're back in town. Just, I don't know, everything feels fresh and different, but, like, also Riverdale. I, I just, I don't know. It's been so good, and I, I can't wait until July. I just can't. Someone's <laughs> going to have to leak something soon. Yeah. It's been <laughs> so quiet, relatively, which honestly is slightly nice because it felt like it hit this insane fever pitch sure towards did. the end of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, over the fall as everything was filming. But at the same time, uh, I feel like we need to see more. We need to see more of what's going on behind the scenes. We need the scoop. Yes. Well, to that end, uh, let's get to some of the questions because I think they do get into some of these things. The first one, Macy, this might actually be for you. This is from Betty Jug underscore. Hi, can you talk about Jughead's trauma in NYC involving the train, screaming person, and rap, please? My theory, yeah. Mm. Um, so I was rewatching the last episode, and I noticed that when he was having his trip, uh, in the subtitles it said it was a subway car, like, blaring a horn, and then a man screaming. And so basically my theory is that Jughead had some trauma where maybe he saw someone get hurt on a subway and he didn't do anything about it. Like maybe they got ran over or something. I don't know. Um, and he didn't do anything and it's like traumatized him. And then I know that like every little thing that happened in that trip 
apparently comes together for whatever the trauma he had. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and there was also a rat that's supposed to make sense. So I, I guess something happens in a subway. That's what I got. (laughs) I'll tell you what, that makes way more sense than what we talked about with the last episode. I think Justin, (laughs) you and I really doubled down with Pete on Betty is the rat and that's the metaphor that's going on there. I think we did. Yeah, I think it's probably a subway rat, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that makes a great point because the subway is dramatic. So I, I can see that happening. Well, I, I would say, like, that I like that theory a lot, especially if it was Jughead trying to be like a, a gumshoe. Because I think maybe it would make a lot of sense if you have Betty trying to go after Trash Bag Killer and Jughead doing whatever he did, and they both fail because they don't have each other. Uh, and and that's what led to their their, their problems, their traumas. Yeah, I also like the idea that the trauma is not, I mean, this is almost against what you just said, but not completely. The trauma is not tied to Betty in any way. Like, I don't think it has to just be about what happened in high school. It can be about other terrible things that have happened to him over the past seven years. Such optimism, Alex. But I I would Mm -hmm. argue it's the absence (laughs) of Betty. It's not about what she did to him. It's just he doesn't have her with him. And so he's not good at doing stuff, as we've seen. Pete? I don't know. I just I want to hear your guys' <laughs> most dramatic uh, subway stories. So that's where my mind is. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean. Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Are you going to throw that out there and not follow up with your most dramatic yeah, subway story? Yeah, what's yours, Pete? Yeah, Pete. Oh, you sounds I've like got you got a, something. You don't even I've got a ton. Tip of the I've tongue. got a ton. I've, uh, I've uh, seen somebody smoking crack on the subway. I've. Uh, uh, seeing a guy uh, take a shit in his soda, the the craziest I think was um, in a soda. Yeah, uh, uh, my this guy tried to jump onto the tracks, and there was no train coming, so like a bunch of people came over and helped him. And I'm walking up, you know, with my backpack. Well, I'm going to start my day as people are pulling this guy up from the tracks. And he's just kind of like out of it, and he um, and it was just kind of like this kind of crazy, sad, amazing thing of like people, strangers coming together. Like someone gave him uh, their breakfast, and he was just kind of like chilling, drinking water, and like uh, uh, was okay uh, eventually. But it was like a real like it went on for like thirty minutes. Like he, when nobody was looking, he tried to t- jump again. It was it was a lot. We need you to go on a Jughead-style trip and see if you have the same vision. <laughs> we can prove that to be a Riverdale theory and not just a Pete crackpot story. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> what were you saying about Betty, though, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I uh, Betty for me is like I really want her because she's such a like interesting, cool detective. Like I really want. Uh, her to kind of like get to the bottom of the stuff and and I'm I'm hoping that like Justin said it's a Jughead uh, team up because they do really work cases well together. Yeah, great team. Just except for in the romance department is the only. Oh, uh, don't you start! Really, don't you start meshing <laughs> together. If only there was someone else you could be with on the show. Mm. Macy, do you? I, I hesitate to ask. Do you have a prefer? <laughs> do you have a ship? Is there? Are you are you a team or do you avoid uh, that? And just to give you the background, uh, Pete is Bughead, much more Bughead. Justin is much more Barchy. I'm agnostic. I'll I'll go oh, wherever. Get out of here is. with that. 
Yeah. Shorty. I I am Barchi. Team Barchi. All right. um, (laughs) We have a voting block, finally, (laughs) on this episode. I know people are going to hate me for saying that, but yeah. 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 (laughs) Everyone has their preferences, you know? Here's the thing. I will say, Macy, there are people that hate you, but there are more that love you. (laughs) <laughs> in my personal, I don't know if there's more or whatever. There's a lot. It's, it's an hard stance to take. Again, I'm agnostic, so I don't really have an opinion on this. <laughs> Very cool. Let's move to another one. This is from me without H. Do you think the mystery wait, wait, of the world? You guys are going to tell subway oh, a dramatic stories? subway story? Yeah. Um, I guess there was. Uh, there was a, a girl that I really liked, and we were Ooh, spending a really nice okay. night walking around the city. It was a perfect New York night. Um, it wasn't really a date, but I felt like maybe, I don't know, maybe it could become a date or something like that. And we got to the subway, and we stood and we looked at each other, and we kissed, and we stood there for a little while kissing. And then she pulled back, stepped backwards one step onto the subway, and said, kissing you is a luxury I can't afford. And the trade doors closed and the trade pulled away. Oh wow. <laughs> oh a luxury God. I can't afford. <laughs> Were you accident. dating a, a Victorian <laughs> widow? I don't know. I'll tell you what. When I think about the most rom-com moment of my life, that's it. Wow. Right that is crazy. Wow. Yeah. And you got on a penny-farthing bicycle and got out of there, right? <laughs> Crying the entire way with my yeah. stick Went and my to Williamsburg. Where are you Crying back to Bridgerton, I assume. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to tell um, a positive subway story to try to bring right. some light back into the subway. One I was, time you shot in a soda. Right? <laughs> One time I was drinking soda and uh, I didn't have to throw it away. Uh, I was going to a concert. I was running late. Uh, my friends were like, um, I was racing all up and down different subway, getting on the subway. This is, uh, and this is connecting to a train going out to like Long Island Railroad, I think. I race down the track. They're like, we're in the fourth car uh, waiting. I literally, if I missed this, I would have totally blown the whole thing. I run in, the door closes on my, like truly nips me right in the butt, getting me uh, onto the train. (laughs) And my friends are standing right there. And I was like, let's go. Perfect timing. I didn't waste a minute in my day. I think the, the best perfect timing I ever saw was I was living uh, at it was one of those subway stations that's above ground. And I was like on the train and the door is about to close and someone's running up the stairs and they dove. And because it's like they jumped up, they like slid in just as the. Wow. Yeah, it was really. I mean, Pete, let me ask you. Were all, do you miss yeah. New York? Because you're really turning our Riverdale podcast into like a, <laughs> a, a I love you to New York City. There's, you know, uh, subway stories. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. I have so many of them. That's great. Uh, Macy, you are under no obligation to tell a subway story. If you have one, though. Well, I do not. I'm from the South. We do not have subway. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to the other one. This is the most important question, I think, for Riverdale Season 5 from Me Without H. Do you think the mystery of the whereabouts of Toffee will ever be answered? Wow. Right? I would yeah. love to know. Yeah. What do you think? I'm What's so going on with Toffee, Macy? Where's where is he? Where's Toffee? Hashtag I don't where's know Toffee. who's taking care of him because mm-hmm. Glenn is in Riverdale and he's also in the hospital in Riverdale now. <laughs> so I, I would like to know unless 
TBK is taking care of him. That's nice. <laughs> or maybe Toffee took care of TBK. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Toffee is running Ooh, the FBI. Yeah. Uh, Toffee's be. in charge. I believe if you TBK actually stands for Toffee be killing. So I oh. think maybe that's the trash bag killer. Um, oh, my theory, there which I've, I've been pushing for quite some time, is Toffee is in Glenn's briefcase. Which one side of the briefcase is a food dispenser, and the other side is a litter box. And it's, perfect. it's so a perfect ridiculous. little uh, travel cat. It's not. It's you a sort of closed system. Exactly. It's, it's not, a cat case. That's not possible. Great. Well, we solved that one. This is over to uh, O3 Guido. Are there any characters you guys think aren't going to make it through season five? Love the pod. Heart. Please, Chick, don't make it. Don't you oh, dare no. make it. Chick is going to survive. He's going to be the Chick. last bad standing. No! When the comet they hits... They even say what happened to him. No, that was like, crazy. They said Charles and Glenn, but they never said if Chick yeah, was okay. Exactly. So. Chick's fine. What happened? He got hit with a... Did he get shot? He got shot, right? No. Bet- Betty slung oh, yeah. a dagger into his heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. It went between the ventricles, so he's all good. What do you yeah. think the knife-throwing like training regimen is like for the FBI trainee program? Do you think it's – because she was good at it. Yeah. That was pretty good. Pretty yeah. quick, too. Yeah. That was like <laughs> – Just stab Glenn, the guy she's been seeing. And yeah. my take on that, again, is there was no reason she had to actually stab him. Like, she could have just <laughs> not stabbed him and done the same thing. She could have put it, like, in his side and was just like, just pretend. Mm-hmm. The whole thing yeah, was just she, behind him. She, did, she could have just thrown the knife at Chick. She didn't need to stab him. No, it's fake. No, she she listen, it's important. Him. I need to stab you multiple times, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, Glenn. It's a metaphor. Yes. <laughs> she was doing that for us. Well, what do you think? Yeah. Are they – we haven't really had any major character deaths in a really long time. I mean, the first couple of seasons were pretty bloody. I think season three was the most deaths per episode, and they've no, kind no of in a certain deaths. way pulled well, who back. Who are you trying to kill? What are you trying to do? No, no, no. I, I don't want – I'm never into character deaths. I think, like, hurt your characters emotionally, make them suffer, and see how they push past that. But don't kill them off because then their stories are done, you know? So I don't want characters to die. But it does feel like we've kind of got this uh, plot armor thing that happens with shows after a couple of seasons. I mean, they're not – no matter how many times they threaten it, they're not going to kill Jughead. They're not going to kill Archie, Betty, Veronica, Cheryl – Probably not Kevin. At this point, I don't think they could kill Tony for... Uh, fangs. You can't kill Fangs. Um, mm, uh, no, I think you just hit oh, the level enough. of where the plot <laughs> yeah. comes off. Uh, what do you guys think? Is there anybody who isn't safe at this point? I'm afraid that it's going to be Reggie. Mm. And I love Reggie. Yeah. But I just have this weird feeling that something's going to happen to him. Interesting. And that makes me really sad. Yeah, I yeah. love Reggie. So fingers crossed. That's not true, but um I don't I can't think of anyone else honestly. Uh Weatherby. Justin? What about Weatherby? Weatherby? Sure. I think at this point he's in the sort of continually maim category the chick is in as well. Mm. You know, they're just going <laughs> to keep hurting him and hurting him, but he'll keep coming back. We can pretty much guarantee that Glenn goes down though, right? No, Glenn and Chick are going to ride off into the sunset at the end with Toffee (laughs) driving the car. Yes, Toffee can drive. (laughs) Uh, Toffee's probably a trucker. 
This is one that's very rumory, so great of salt, but ABC underscore zero one one seven oh two says, Do you think that the witch storyline with Cheryl is actually gonna happen? And some context here for everybody. So there were two audition tapes put up that had somebody auditioning as Selma Saberhagen, a witch who comes into the Blossom House after Cheryl has done some sort of a ritual and says she is the reincarnation of Abigail Blossom, her lost love from centuries earlier. They're witches and they're going to wreak havoc on the town of Riverdale. So the one thing that I will say, first of all, sides are sides, right? So they could be anything. They could be placeholders. They're not necessarily final scripts. They certainly could just be looking for the sense of an actor versus what an actor is actually doing. Uh, But at the same note, both of the people that posted these auditions are legit actresses. They're not just random fans like... There's been a lot of fan pranks over the past couple of months. This does not seem like a prank. This seems like an actual audition for something. Uh, what do you guys think, though? Are they actually going to take that step and say or imply that Cheryl is a reincarnated witch? Well, there is this curse of the house thing that they brought up a couple of times. So, like, that could be something to that, but... Uh, I don't. I mean, with Cheryl and with the show, I'm not going to say they wouldn't do that. I mean, the show's insane. I mean, so. look, look where we left Cheryl. She called down wind. <laughs> like she's got some witchy. Eat, no, what, whether whatever happened to cause that wind, Cheryl believes it. And I think with these sides, make me think it's much more likely this is some sort of scammer or something. Someone mm-hmm. coming in. Like it feels mm-hmm. like the Blossom household is going to become this place where you can get a, an imposter painting, you can get some witch stuff going on, it's a, a tarot reading. Um, so that's what... What do you think, Macy? Are we going to see Cheryl the Witch by the end of the season? I was going to say the same thing about it being a scam. Like, Cheryl might believe it, but I don't think they would bring anything supernatural into Riverdale. Because normally, what we've seen with Riverdale is when they when something seems supernatural, they're always seems to be a, a a non-supernatural answer for it in the end. So I think maybe Cheryl will think that she, all there, you know, she thinks there's, well, she did think there was a curse and now she's kind of like, I guess there's not one. And then the wind thing. So I think she might believe in it, but I don't think it's actually anything. I love that we've been talking about on the podcast about the season Cheryl's arc. And we started off with the end of high school stuff where it was her wrestling with a relationship with Tony and what that's going to be like and post time jump We had this whole gray gardens thing, but it was very much is Cheryl going to rejoin society? Is Tony going to save her and bring her back to be the great person that we know she can be? And then it's taken this swerve into, all right, well now she's in a wind cult and that eventually she's going to be a reincarnated witch. But then by the end of the season, I think she'll be back together with Tony. That's the show, man. No, I think we pulled out of our hat of Riverdale plot lines that Tony has to rescue Cheryl from the wind witch cult that she started. (laughs) Well, the wind witch might explain the flying babies, so. You're, they're never going to explain that. You're obsessed. You can't just have flying babies. (coughs) Pete, you know, you don't have kids of your own, but babies float. They fly. Sometimes Uh, they grow out of it like all of us do. uh, (laughs) Like you get potty trained, you stop flying. Yeah, you you get My the letter. My reasoning out. for that one was um, that Betty hallucinated 
the baby's floating because she had the seizure. That was See, my reasoning for it. We've told I, Pete I that to several times. Logically. Yes. Yeah, we keep telling Even Pete that. Even though the show is not stick. always logical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is one for Pete. This is from Bugheads underscore the Bughead slow burn that we are obviously getting in 5B. Once she saves him and they talk about everything, Pete will know what I mean. The Bughead King at real Pete LePage. Now, Pete, <laughs> Pete responded on Twitter like, ha ha, hope so. Uh, so, Pete, do you know what they mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know what they mean in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you can't stop Bughead. You know what I mean? Like there these there are two people who are struggling right now both of them and they need each other to feel uh better and uh, to help each other out of what they're in you know i um and i think that's what they're talking about so uh i believe that uh bughead is the answer to get kind of betty on the right track and to get jughead back on the right track what's your take macy what do you think's going to happen with bughead are they Headed to a reconciliation? Is there a relationship in the future? What's your take? Um, Well, the last time (laughs) I did my take, people came at me, but Mm. I'll say it again. (laughs) Yeah. So what I I think is going to happen is I think after seeing Jughead and him hallucinating Betty and all that stuff and being like, I hurt you in high school, I think – that shows that they need to um, work through some things that they didn't have closure for in high school. And so personally for me, I think they just need to work it out so that they can go their ways and um, date other people. <laughs> I think that's spot on. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Barchi, hashtag Jabatha. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm right there with you, and not just on the Barchi side, which obviously I agree with, but the the tab head, the Jugatha, all of that is that feels yeah. like it's something there. I yeah, you know, as usual with Riverdale, I think it can go pretty much any way, and I think you could have to revise your opinion at the beginning of every single episode because whatever mm-hmm. you think is going to happen, it's going to swerve in an entirely different direction. But right now, based on the last episode, like you're saying, there's clearly some stuff that Jughead needs to deal with that he has not moved past. I don't think it's Betty's responsibility. I don't think Betty has necessarily done anything wrong here. But Jughead has some bad feelings he's holding on to that are festering that he is going to need to clear the deck. And I don't think if you're dealing with this logically as a relationship, him jumping back into a relationship with Betty, even if they do clearly have still a connection between each other is a healthy thing for him to do. But I would argue this season, they have shown that there's not much of a romantic connection at all between them. All of their shut scenes. Up, man. What? <laughs> well, what do you think? Uh, Pete said, shut up. Uh, what oh. do you think about the, there was a theory, which I think is probably accurate that Betty was wearing Jughead's coat when she drove off the truck at the end of the last episode. And that's kind of like her armor, her safe coat, bringing Jughead with her on her trucking adventure. <laughs> what do you say? As a base for a relationship? Uh, uh, a I've based most of my relationships on coats. When that oh, girl yeah. pulled away on the train, I was like, you forgot your coat. And then I threw the coat at her. Wow. Yeah, I don't landed on the tracks. Kissing you, Alex, is a luxury that I can't afford. Slap. 
did I did I mention that she was eighty years old yeah. and was a dowager? Uh, based on the way she speaks, there's no way she was younger than eighty. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Okay, uh, this is from Cynthia four two one seven two nine six eight. What can you share in regard to a possible hostage situation in five B that Evan brought up? Evan mentioned it's going to change the core four dynamic. Uh, Macy, I think this was something that came up in the clubhouse chat you did with the dip. Is that right? Yes. Um, dip dip dip. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what the hostage situation is going to. I'm still trying to figure out like what could happen, but I do know. I remember Evan saying that it's going to involve all the main characters and it's going to change things like drastically. Um, I still have no idea though. Like I, I don't, I don't know where that's going to go. Hmm. So I, I know, especially with go. where Jughead is, I kind of don't have a theory for that. Pete knows know where, where it's going to go. Where's it going to go, Pete? Oh. It's going to go to all these people being held hostage and then being very scared. <laughs> but then uh, Betty's going to be like, Jughead, could you mind just giving me a hug so I feel a little bit safe? And then our relationship's <laughs> going to build and it's going to be nice and beautiful. We'll kiss our way out of this situation. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, I mean, to me, it sounds like someone's going to do something that crosses a line that you wouldn't expect. Um, well, either that or if it does involve Varchi, because we saw those scenes from the promo of somebody breaking stuff up in the jewelry store that Veronica has built, which uh, good decision to build a jewelry, a high end jewelry store on the worst part of town. Um, so not a huge shocker. But I can imagine there would be some sort of hostage situation in there with Veronica. And maybe it once again makes her rethink her life or her choices or something like that because she was in a deadly situation. I don't know. At, at the very least, I do hope, even if it's a small thing, it does lead to some sort of conversation with Veronica and Archie because they just jump back into this relationship. They're good to go. They need to talk about what happened over the past seven years. I'm just uh, like something you said is sitting right with me and you saying like all oh, the b- bad part of Tom. Like, oh, where okay. Mr. We're going to kiss our way out of the situation has some things to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I, where in Riverdale is the bad part? Because as long as, as far as I'm concerned, all of Riverdale is just a shit show. Yeah. Like, you know, so I don't know. Technically, Riverdale's not a place anymore. It's just an idea. It's mm-hmm. just like sort of a dream. So. Right. Are we all having the same fever dream? Sketch Alley, where the rabid dogs are roaming, they still haven't dealt with that, by the way, is definitely the worst part of town. But the second worst part of town is where the Blue Velvet Video Store was. They've said that several times. Yeah. Oh, that okay. she's building it in the bad part of town. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is from Bug Varchi Love. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Betty Tabitha team up to find Jughead? So we don't know that that's happening, first yeah. of all. There were scenes of them together, and some people have thought maybe they're taking so they're like, we also have to take maple mushrooms to figure out where Jughead went, which whoop, reasonable. <laughs> uh, but then <laughs> I got very excited and knocked my headphones yeah, out. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're taking reasonable. maple mushrooms. <laughs> Those, uh, yeah, yeah. Maple yeah. mushrooms, and you're all over the place. Maple mushrooms. Maple. So. Either they take maple mushrooms to try to track down Duckhead, which, again, reasonable, or I think more reasonably it's another hallucination that Jughead is having. But what do you guys think? Mm. Macy, any mm-hmm. thoughts? 
Um, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. I can't see Betty joining the thing to find Jughead. She's kind of done that already, I feel like, a couple of times. Um, but also, she kind of has her own thing she's doing. Like, she's trying to find her sister. I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. I'm not sure. I, could, I don't know. I haven't really... I could see Tabitha going to <laughs> Betty and being like, hey, um, uh, what yeah. do you think? He's You know him. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the sex bunker where you used True, to have yeah. sex and hide people and bodies and stuff. <laughs> and he left um, with just blood everywhere. Where would he go? <laughs> Give me the hint. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, go ahead, Macy, please. Uh, I was just going to say um, that's true because, you know, Betty is really the only person uh, Tabitha, Tabitha can turn to about Jughead because, I mean, who else could she go to? Yeah. Here's one from Billy's Cellular, which is my favorite cellular shop. Everybody mm. should check out their phones. They're real nice. Log. Did I miss it? Or have you guys never discussed that Ronnie's husband is Pepper's investor who asked her if she wants to do coke in the bathroom? Different actor, but same character name. I think we did discuss it back when we were talking about the casting for season five on that podcast, but we haven't talked about it since. Uh, What do you think, given that these two shows canonically do take place in the same world versus Sabrina, which is kind of in its own pocket dimension? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it tracks perfectly. Everything is is right in the world. The only thing wrong is we don't get more Katie Keene. Or any K.O. Kelly. Well, so are there two Chad Geckos or is it? the same Chad Gecko, two different actors, James Bond style. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I think it has to be, you know, the same one. I don't, that's really weird that it was a different act. I didn't know that. I I haven't finished Katie. Well, (laughs) also the other thing is the timeline. Well, hold on. So timeline wise, Katie Keen is five ish years ahead and Chad Gecko and Riverdale shows up. Seven-ish years ahead. Yeah. Though, mind you, it's the same year because it's still 2021. Um, yeah, so it is two years later. It's after exactly. he went went to jail, got facial reconstructive surgery, got married to Veronica, and now he's in Riverdale. This is a good plan. Yeah. I mean, I uh, to say that there are two different Chad Geckos um, feels – I mean, obviously, I went to high school with three separate Chad, guys named Chad Gecko, but mm-hmm. in Riverdale, I think that would be confusing. Yes. I was once on a subway with only guys named Chad Gecko. Whoa. <laughs> Good day. Are you Chad Gecko? You ride a very old person subway, I'm assuming. Yeah. Of course. I yeah, go to the trans- In the subway, museum. you ride, everyone introduces themselves to each other. <laughs> yes. Hello. In a small town. It is I. Chad Gecko. Off to work this morning, as usual. <laughs> Having a cup of Jew. And what of you, screaming man? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Might I defecate in your beverage? (laughs) (laughs) Your tonic, if you will? Indubitably, sir. This is a statement, but it's not uh, definitely happening, but I like this anyway. Uh, This is from To Love This. River is going to play the Tony Kang's baby. What do you think about that? Is Vanessa Morgan's real-life baby going to play Tony's baby on the show? That would be super cute. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Justin, you're a line producer. Are you allowed to cast 
your own baby? Like, what are the rules with casting babies in that situation? Yeah, what's the baby rule? What's the yeah, baby what's rule? The baby rule? Um, I mean, there are rules about how long you can have babies on set, but you wouldn't have to do the full um, Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen situation, I would have guessed, because like the baby to. doesn't have to, well, probably wouldn't be in a lot of scenes. This is my, this is all uh, speculation. Um, often, anytime I've been on a working on a show where it's like we need a baby for something, it's like, does anyone know any baby that we could get here at any time? Because <laughs> um, it's hard. Casting a baby is difficult for a number of reasons. And this I'll say from my own life: um, when our first uh, daughter was born, we um, she we had a casting director say like, "Hey, that that baby is she has such a unique look." Can can I submit her for things? And we, t- I took her <laughs> I really to a baby. Thought you were going to say, "Can I have? have that can baby? I have your baby? <laughs> have <that> baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is weird, but I'm a casting director." Um, no, we uh, took her to a, a baby audition. I took her to a baby audition, and she cried. And if a baby, if you can't leave a baby out of your arms with other people, that baby doesn't work. That's wow, like the deciding man. factor in baby casting. So your baby didn't make it, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, she and she blew the audition, and I, wow, I really man, that's your I was child. Like, we're, we uh, are a family of performers. <laughs> yeah, like come <laughs> on. Um, but no, um, so I, I, I nailed do think, my first audition when I was three months old. So that's all to say, if they have a baby that um, Vanessa is comfortable holding and will not cry when Vanessa is holding that baby, I would use that baby. Yeah. Wow. Plus, that baby gets paid, and that money goes into a separate baby account for the baby's future. Awesome. Man, I hope so. I hope this happens. That would be very nice. We only got a couple more here. This is from R. Hensela. I was wondering, when do you think Shinerva will break up? Do you think Shoni will be back together before the end of the season, since it seems like Tony will be gone for a while? Uh, For the Shoni beat, I think we've already established that we need to get through the whole win god resurrected witch thing and then of course Shoney's gonna and get back together at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Is Shinerva though even together? Because last time we saw Minerva, <laughs> they were gonna sacrifice her and she doped her way out of there. Yep. There to go. I, I would, <laughs> there to especially go. when Cheryl called her Min Min after she was running away, like you literally were just about to, you know, just sacrifice her. <laughs> so I'm very confused. I guess Cheryl's kind of just using her as just someone to, I don't know, be there for since Tony is doing her own thing and Tony didn't want the baby in that terrifying baby room that Cheryl made. Oh, that was a creepy room all the time. I just, this is a total side note, but I love that room and it makes me kind of sad. I know a lot of people follow uh, Denise Nadrid. Nadredre, I think that's her name, the one who does the set decorations. And I constantly think about how they meticulously put together this insane baby room that we have now seen for 30 seconds on screen. And I mean, I know that's the life of a set decorator, but it just, it bums me out that it's like, oh man, she was posting all these pictures of all these crazy, crazy paintings that she put in there that you can't even really see in the shot. Uh, It's great though. I love that room. I want to live in that room. Oh, um, I think so when you're crazy. dating Cheryl, honestly, same. Yeah, I want to raise a child in that horror room. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when you're dating Cheryl, you have to expect uh, a potential sacrifice every now and again, and uh, it seems like uh, Minerva's on board. So you think Shinerva's going to continue? I do. All right. 
They've okay. barely they introduced the relationship and then nothing has not enough has happened. It would it, it doesn't make sense to me to introduce her and then be like she just ran away into the night after one thing. Or it makes <laughs> all the sense because it's Cheryl. Well, apparently she is back on set, or at least was back on set, so we'll be seeing her in some respect going forward. We got one last one here, and I know a lot of other people wrote in, and we really appreciate it, so sorry if we didn't get to your question or theory. You are still very, very awesome. But this last one is from Walking Dane. Will Archie ever realize his feelings for Betty? Total silence. (laughs) Well... They've already dealt really with this. I really hope so. <laughs> they already dealt with this. They were they tried it. It didn't work out. It was just like it didn't fit. I don't and think they tried hard enough. <laughs> there it is. What, what, do you, what did you think, Macy? What did you think about that last conversation? Because obviously there was so much discussion about what went down with Archie and Betty. It seemed in certain respects, and I think this is a fair interpretation, as very final, as almost talking to the fans and saying, this is why we as a couple do not work, Betty saying that to Archie. But uh, at the same respect, as you mentioned, a lot of Barchie fans were very upset because they felt like this was a three-episode arc, and at most they get with Barchie is two episodes, three episodes. Obviously a lot of back and forth in the fandom about it, but curious to get your take. I feel like they... Betty and Archie didn't really give it a chance to actually be a couple. They, which is fine that they wanted to just do a casual hookup, but they, they just immediately were like, we're not going to try to be in a relationship because of other people. And it's like, just like, I don't know, try it. Just try it. There's no harm in that. And they just kind of vetoed it so quick. And we're just like, I don't know. It was like Archie kind of said it. And then Betty just went along so it's, I don't know. I, Barchi's not over. I'm going to say that. I 100% agree. I still have hope. 100% agree. Because <laughs> I think one thing they did try uh, pretty hard at was uh, showering together. And uh, I think mm-hmm. they're going to want to get back to that little hobby of theirs um, pretty well, soon. Well, that's the thing is when have they last taken a shower? At some point they're going to realize, oh, we're very dirty. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And they've committed to being shower buddies. <laughs> that's the only way they can shower now. Once you have a shower buddy, it's hard to go back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see what happens. Macy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. It was awesome uh, meeting you face-to-face and chatting with you about everything. If people want to check stuff out – Obviously, No Context, RVD, No Context, Riverdale. Anything else you want to plug that people should check from you? Um, I have an Instagram for it. Uh, it's No Context, Riverdale, RVD, underscore. Um, I try to post more on there, and sometimes I do lives and stuff like that. You can follow me there. All right. Awesome. And thank you guys for having me. That's oh, great. Oh, my gosh. Pleasure. It was great. Love so the much. account. Please fill this hiatus with awesome memes and stuff. Yeah. We need it. I and will. We need it. I got some things planned. All right. Awesome. All right. uh, for all of you <laughs> listening out there, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Please come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Riverdale absolutely anytime. Socially, you can follow us on Twitter, Riverdale Dark, Instagram, Riverdale After, Facebook, Riverdale After Dark, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen and follow the show comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. We'll see you next time after dark. Soon. Pretty soon, right? It's only 75 oh, it's not, seven it's odd days. Soon. So it's soon. It's soon. Yeah, that's soon.